Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi there, I'm Phil Bliss, founder and CEO of Canada's podcast, coming to you today from Toronto. Uh, we're going to meet Shane Murphy, who's CEO of Owner, a venture of RBX that makes it easier and more affordable for businesses to incorporate, register, and confidently handle ongoing legal compliance. Shane has almost a decade of experience as a lawyer and initially co-founded Founded Technologies in 2017 as an innovative all-in-one technology platform that provided businesses with the ability to automate sophisticated legal tasks such as incorporations, equity management, and legal agreements. Founder was acquired by owner in 2020, with Shane moving initially into the role of COO and now into the role of CEO. So Shane, welcome to Canada's podcast. Uh, Great to meet you. so as I normally do, and I know you've listened to some of the podcasts, uh, before you get too deep into conversation, why don't you first of all tell us a bit about who Shane Murphy is, what you do, and how you got here, basically, in, in, in yeah, you know, three minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm thinking, thanks so much for having me. First of all, Philip, I've really enjoyed getting to know the show, and you do a great job for entrepreneurs in Canada. So great, great to be here and great to meet you, too. Uh, so yeah, Shane Murphy, CEO of Owner. Uh, Owner is a venture that operates within RBC or RBCX, which is really the part of the Royal Bank of Canada, which is mandated to drive innovation and, and new initiatives. So what we do at Owners, we operate a bit like our own startup within the broader bank, and we um, help entrepreneurs register or incorporate a business. So I'll start by that, and then I'll get to your question, which is, you know, who am I and where do I come from? So today I'm I'm operating an online portal where entrepreneurs can register or, or incorporate their business. But it comes from my background as a lawyer. I uh, I practiced corporate law for about six or seven years after finishing law school at McGill. And what I found from practicing law was that it's a really antiquated industry. It's probably maybe the most traditional career path you could possibly be on is, is being a lawyer. And I saw so many areas of law which were just very ripe for disruption and uh, you know, I still have the utmost respect for the legal profession and lawyers. I'm, I'm still a member of the bar, but there's so many ways that technology can be a value add to the legal process, especially for small businesses, startups, entrepreneurs, because frankly, they don't have the money to pay for people like myself who were you know, six or seven years out of law school. Every year I was charging more on an hourly rate. Um, there just had to be a better way for these uh, early stage businesses to get that sort of legal support they needed. So the path to get from A to B was convoluted and there was a lot of trial and error and pivoting. And I can get into all of the different iterations, but the short version is, started a company uh, which was called Founded Technologies. We found that sweet spot in helping startups get off the ground, getting them incorporated, getting a proper minute book set up, some of the early stage financing documents, helping them create those. So it wasn't me as a lawyer anymore. It was me operating a technology platform with a team of software engineers, um, helping you know, really automate and streamline these processes. Eventually, we developed a commercial relationship with RBC because 
they realized that the minute you get incorporated, the next question is, how do I open a bank account? Where do I go? So we had that commercial partnership. And then the business really took off around early 2020, around the time of the pandemic. A lot of business owners were looking for new services to try online. Uh, people really opened to online solutions. The business took off and eventually we came to an agreement with RBC where they would acquire, founded. We merged the two companies together. Uh, that was about three years ago. And uh, I was working as the chief operating officer in the merged owner uh, entity. And I just took over as CEO about uh, four months ago. So I'm fairly new in the CEO chair, but uh, still very enthusiastic about the work we do for entrepreneurs in Canada. So oh. I, I, you 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 moved from a pra practice in, into uh, a startup in 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 the legal side, technology side of things, and then you know got snapped up by owner. If you if you like, aren't you back to having more of a job versus being an entrepreneur? If I can ask that, well, there's certainly a, a lot more stability when you have the largest and oldest bank in the country uh, at your back. Um, but luckily, I, you know, I've been given enough independence uh, within RBCX and as the leader and owner that it still feels like a startup. It still feels like I have uh, an ambitious mandate to grow this business. Um, absolutely. Like, yeah, to be totally frank about it, running a startup was the most stressful thing in my life uh, that I've experienced because I had the financial stability of a, a job at a law firm to zero and everything was on me to, to kind of make sure myself, my partners, my employees could pay the bills. Now, yeah, some of that financial stress is, is off, absolutely. But then the mission is still there. So as long as the mission is still there, I think that that's enough of a spark that kind of keeps me engaged and excited about this. So maybe we can, we can sort of talk about, you know, where you are and getting to see, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial businesses um, in what are, what are fairly demanding times. Um, and some sort of, perspective you can give entrepreneurs out there in terms of you know what that entrepreneurial climate if you like is from <laughs> from you know never the yes it may maybe a, a very venture innovative side of rbc but it's still rbc so where where the where do, where, do you, where are you guys looking at it and seeing things that are positive versus negative, if you like? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question because I think it almost like asks, what are we talking about when we talk about entrepreneurship and, and the startups and small business? We use these terms sort of interchangeably, but there's a big difference between the typical small business owner and a scaling tech company. And I'm really here to serve... Canadian small business owners, I think is the, the niche we've found. Like we've, at Owner, we've incorporated or registered about 135,000 businesses across Canada to date. So it's, it's, a, it's an impressive number, but most of those businesses are not scaling tech companies. We're talking about 
you know, a lot of trades people. So you know, you're electricians, mm-hmm. you're plumbers. Yeah, important entrepreneurs. <laughs> they're they're a, a thousand percent. These are these are Canadian entrepreneurs. That's the the core of what we're talking about. So to kind of get back to your question, like these business owners, these solopreneurs, micro businesses, they've been through hell and back in the last three years. Navigating COVID, uh, it's never been easy to run a small business, but it's been incredibly challenging. And I think it's added to the, to their skill set and their adaptability in the last few years. So we recently ran a survey uh, across the country of entrepreneurs. We surveyed about a thousand entrepreneurs as sort of a check-in. And the funny thing is, despite the current like macro environment with high interest rates, um, inflation, everything that they're dealing with, there's a surprising amount of optimism right now that we're seeing with these entrepreneurs and going back like the small business owner, micro businesses, I think they've just, they really feel like they've been through the worst of it. And now, despite all the challenges, they are ready to turn the corner. They see light at the end of the tunnel and are are really ready for, um, to, to grow and thrive and invest in their businesses. So from our temperature check, entrepreneurs are doing okay now. They've, they've, cause they've partially because they've been through so much, it couldn't get any worse, but they are saying that uh, they they found a way to adapt to these the, the challenges of inflation and and high interest rates. So we think that uh, you know the next couple of years will be good for entrepreneurs and having you know, technology tools and learning new skills to operate online, kind of modernizing their businesses through COVID has really given them that boost to kind of move to a hopefully some stability in the coming years. Yeah. So I mean, can you can you with, with the sort of the present, you've got such a large picture of the present. Can you give us some perspective of what, you know, what what do you see about uh, you know that's exciting about the future of entrepreneurship in Canada, obviously? Yeah, I, th- I think the you know kind of to build on what I was saying about new tools and um, just that it's never really been easier to start a small business. So there is something that's like a golden age of entrepreneurship happening because um, you know you can with all these tools ranging from you know square for payments or you know QuickBooks for bookkeeping and of course like owner for incorporation, there's just like so many ways that you can quickly and affordably set up and manage your business. So I think now that those tools have become, kind of mainstream in a way where they used to be niche and, and reserved for tech companies and tech people. Um, having that democratized in a way is making uh, people more confident in starting a business and entrepreneurship becoming a little bit more like a profession and something where I think, you know, in the kind of the the old days, it was like the, the ambitious, um, you know, prodigal sons and daughters would be the doctors, the lawyers, the engineers. I think now it's very, um, very mainstream, very acceptable and encouraged to start a business, you know, give it a shot. And that, that I think is a, a cultural shift that comes partially just from how quickly and easily you can spin up a business and get, get started. Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. You know, tell me a bit about, you know, owner, because it's interesting. I mean, you, you you said you help people start up. Do you do any more than that? I mean, you know, yeah. you're a fine. I mean, you, your parent is a is a financial powerhouse. So I mean, 
do you do you connect the dots? I guess that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, that's a lot of the reason why RBC was so interested in this getting into this business of registration and incorporation, because it's almost like a series of questions that small business owners ask themselves. You know, first of all, like, what is my business? What am I going to do? Second of all, how do I incorporate or register that business? Third might be, where am I going to bank that business? How do I open a bank account for it? Um, so that's, you know, to answer that question, that is our streamlined account opening process. So once you incorporate on owner, we have a clear pipeline inside the platform where you can open your, your RBC banking account. But we're always pushing ourselves to go deeper and get to more innovative solutions. So we just recently, like six weeks ago, roughly launched owner insurance, which is a sub product within the owner platform. But this is a way for a small business owner to get an instant quote for insurance uh, for their business, customized for the type of business they're, they're, uh, they're operating. So we match them to the right insurance product, give them a quote for that, ins uh, that insurance product on the spot. That might not sound revolutionary when I say it out loud, but it was actually really hard for early, early micro businesses and small businesses to get insurance in the past because insurance agents and brokers weren't really catering towards this market. Uh, they, they were sort of like, wait till you have uh, a clear risk profile, a couple of years of operating, then we'll talk about the right insurance product for you. But we can now match you with insurance um, the day you incorporate to get started. So it's a huge boost for, for entrepreneurs. And um, that's why I think insurance is, again, just it's just one more example of where we can go. You know, the next questions, we can go down a list of things that entrepreneurs will be asking as they grow and develop their business. I think we'll be offering more products in the future that, that match those needs. So, yeah, so owners, more than just getting started, it's about making your business more successful and getting the support we can offer. What's what's the greatest challenge you've faced in, you know, in as you stepped into entrepreneurship, if you like? Yeah, there's a such a steep learning curve. You can study this stuff academically all you want, um, and you still won't know exactly how the market is going to respond to your business once it's it's up and running. So um I'll, I'll provide an anecdote, but the first business I launched, quit my job as a lawyer, and I, with with my two business partners who are close friends and still work with me, but we launched, effectively, it was Uber for lawyers. We called it Law Scout, but it was a, plat a very simple interface where you could describe the service that you're looking for, um, a legal service, be it incorporation, a shareholder agreement, whatever it is. And we would match you with a lawyer who would deliver that service for a fixed fee rate. Um, that's what I thought was going to be my business when I, on, on day one. Um, it was a marketplace. There's inherent challenges to building a marketplace business. You have the whole chicken and egg issue about do we have, you know, do, do we have enough lawyers? Do we have enough consumers? But anyway, that was where I started and where I ended up, um, where am I, seven or eight years later? I'm now operating the business within RBC, something I never anticipated at, at all when I started that sort of Uber for lawyers idea. So uh, I, I think really, I can't emphasize enough the idea of the journey of the entrepreneur, the, the idea that you have to seize opportunities that are presented to you as they come up and, uh, and 
think your your question was more about the challenges, but I think the challenge is in a lot of ways to let go of what you thought was your brilliant idea and the way you thought you were going to thrive. Being able to put that aside and saying, no, there's an opportunity here that is that's where the the long-term journey is taking me, and I'm going to pursue that opportunity. It's it's a fine balance between being focused and, and committed to your your plan, but also being able to adapt when opportunities arise. So, uh, you know, you, if you get that fine balance wrong, you can either be pursuing every little idea that comes off and come, comes your way, and then you have no core value or core business. Or if you're too focused on what you thought was your initial plan, you don't get to pivot and adapt and seize opportunities that arise. So that was the challenge in, in a long-winded way. <laughs> that, that's what I've kind of come to, to, to realize you have to navigate that. Well, again, you're looking at a lot of new businesses at the moment. And leave out the owner piece of it. What advice would you give an entrepreneur looking to start a business in 2023, 24? It, yeah, it is a tough time to start a business. I think that that is for sure. I feel like I almost started out at a time where startups were just catching on and you know, Airbnb and Uber were sort of new ideas and there was a lot of enthusiasm. There's a little bit more skepticism about startups specifically. So I'll, I'll talk mainly about like tech startups where I've kind of spent most of my time. So when I started out, you honestly didn't need to think about making money. Um, there, there was a, a quite a free flow of venture capital at the time, um, which was just based on growth, growth, growth. So yes. now that is completely out of fashion. It's you know you are you can't walk into a room with a grow, grow, grow mindset uh, without you know thinking about core income for your business profitably um, you you need to have these discussions earlier so i think really and especially with the uncertainty we're seeing right now if i was to start a business from scratch at the moment i would look at um, making sure that the business was sustainable early even at the expense of growth i would um, you know prove prove it on a sustainability basis and then grow with caution just because uh, i'm not going to make any predictions about the economy, despite seeing signs of optimism, I would say, make sure the business is sustainable, then the right people will notice and you can talk about growth at that point. But I wouldn't jump ahead to that grow at all costs um, mindset, because there's there's too much uncertainty, and you'll be just too dependent on outside money and potentially too diluted to even succeed, should you come to the point where you could exit that business. Well, what's the, the best piece of advice that you've received you know, that you keep going back to kind of thing? It's a very good question. I um, I, I hate to be stumped, but um, you know, there's... It's okay. There's really not... not there's, there's not one single piece of advice I, I can say I go back to all the time. I think uh, usually, I, I think surrounding myself with good people creative people and you know optimistic people has been probably the key and they're they're telling me things all the time that <laughs> that kind of motivate me and keep me going that's, but that's a, uh, that's a great that's a great thought i mean it's a really important thought i think so you know i've been very lucky on that since day one to have to find find not necessarily formal mentors i think people often look for a mentor who will like 
save yeah. them somehow and provide wisdom from 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 above but it's really just about being in an environment where there's there's smart interesting creative people who can inspire you and i've always managed to from being in a co-working space by serendipity surrounded by good people having great co co-founders early stage employees who were just like on board from day one um that that's been a real a real benefit to me apart from any uh any nuggets of advice i can kind of come up with at the moment mm-hmm. okay let's move on to some lighter questions instead of okay <laughs> which i ask everybody what book are you currently reading or listening to or whatever uh and what what have you read recently that you would recommend and as as something that's definitely worth a read great questions so i'm currently reading a book called scaling people um this is i, I actually read quite a lot of fiction but this is um uh, this is a, a very on topic because it's a book scaling people by claire claire hughes johnson mm. uh was formerly at stripe uh for okay. i believe chief operating officer at stripe for quite some time as they were getting their business going so it is the single most practical book I think I've ever read about running an organization. Mm-hmm. And, and as this, the uh, the title says, scaling people, really, as your organization grows and you have more people, how do you keep a team aligned? How do you set goals that make sense? How do you get integrity and credibility as a leader? Uh, really, really enjoying this, this book. Very much like a almost like a textbook. You can just kind of flip through various chapters and get suggestions for things like how to run a one-on-one with an employee you feel like is underperforming how do you like what are some strategies for doing that we all end up in that situation so um a great book for you know i wouldn't say i agree with 100 percent of it but just to be able to pick that up and brainstorm almost with someone who's who's been through it all it seems like um has been has been great so that's currently um what i'm reading Uh, another business book that i really enjoyed that's been around for a little bit longer um, called So Good They Can't Ignore You by um, Cal, Cal Newport, who's fairly well known for his sort of time management and uh, uh, personal organization kind of guru. Um, deep right. work is sort of his, his big concept. So, so so Good They Can't Ignore You. I, I really enjoyed that because it, it what he encourages in a nutshell is taking almost like a the view of your career as a trade no matter what you're doing not um, but really like looking at what are the skills you need to thrive in your career focus on developing and building those skills and then get so good at those skills that you won't be ignored I feel like too many people are sitting around waiting for you know wait till the CEO notices me or wait, you know, if I, maybe if I play enough golf with somebody, they'll, uh, they'll give me a job. Uh, I love just parking all that and just focusing on, on, on skills development in a, in a real and deliberate way. So, I, so that was, that was an interesting one. I, I've recommended it to a few of my team members here at, at owner, but just, just get so good that they can't ignore you and your career will be in, in, in good shape. So liked that one a lot too. Um, but again, I could, I could go on. I, 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 I try That's to always, okay. Okay. <laughs> I try to have one business book and one fiction book in front of me at all times. So, uh, but those were two that I've I've really been enjoying lately. Yeah. Are you a morning or a night person? Very much a morning person. Earlier the better. Yeah. Okay. Most pe- most of us are, most of us entrepreneurs are, yeah. but there are exceptions. So that, that's fine. 
But if you had to pick one word to describe Shane Murphy, what would it be and why would you choose that word? Well, I'd probably prefer someone else and get to get to provide that word and get their opinion. But off the top of my head, I think I've always loved adventure. So if I, it sounds a little self-aggrandizing, and um, but adventurous, I would I would take as a quite a compliment because uh, adventure, like a venture, is uh, is something I've always I've always tried to pursue. Whether it was my legal career or my business, I like to think that these are all different adventures. Yeah. And what's keeping you up at night? Well, if you mean that in a business way, not too much. I think overall, this is a very high performing team. The business doesn't keep me up at night. There's always something to do next. Um, but, uh, you know, I I, I, you know, I could provide a literal answer. Uh, you know, I, I have a dog that has been keeping me up at night, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story. I think it's a, it's a summer heat or something. It's the, uh, yeah. Literally an issue last night where the dog kept me up all night, but um, but that's probably not. No, I, I feel like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always you know, I, I am always thinking about ways to uh, to build the business and to keep this team together and basically keep keep the employees aligned and and happy with their their jobs here. It's it's something that honestly I'm 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 sleeping well, but always thinking about ways that we can make that better. Shane, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's been great meeting you. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's an, interest, an interesting venture you're involved in. Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil. Real, real pleasure to chat with you. So I'm Phil Bliss. And once again, thanks for listening to Canada's podcast, where you meet entrepreneurs that are driving the Canadian economy. Talk to you soon. Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs.